podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Andy. Hello. And James. Hello. Today we're going to discuss our home fixture against Leicester City. Coming up, we'll discuss our head-to-head record, speculate on the lineup, give our predictions for the game, and as always, afterwards, we'll have a chat about our immediate thoughts and our reactions. How are we doing, boys? Bueno. You're bueno. I'm, I'm kinder, mate. Kinder bueno. I'm good, thanks, Paul. Yeah, it's been a weird few days after the, the Calvin interview uh, went live. We we had some really nice feedback, which I'm not sure I'm comfortable with. Well, I'm comfortable with it. I, I liked it. It's not dirty leads, is it? Normally, it's like insults all over no. the place. Yeah, but I'm sure that a lot of people were saying that behind our backs. So someone messaged me privately and said that they think that Andy is the Alioski of the podcast. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing, isn't it? If you haven't already done so please go back to episode 87 and have a listen to our interview with calvin phillips what a true gent he is touched on a wide range of topics that were just it was fascinating having a chat with him and and he did us the honor of spending an hour with us what was your favorite bit about the interview i think when he was uh talking about kicking jack Grealish. to be honest with you i mean we were all smirking weren't we or when he was talking about how after they run liverpool ragged they realized that you know they were in the right place and why can't they do that to any team this season? I like the privileged position we find ourselves in, that we actually got to see a smiling face. It was a privilege. It was a big privilege. Right, well, onto the fixture. We're recording again on a, the, the night before, so we won't have the actual team news. But what we can tell you in the head-to-head record is that we it's quite tight. We've won 47, drawn 33, and lost 44. The last time against Leicester was a League Cup fixture. We've not been in the same division as them for quite some time. Three years ago, almost exactly, we lost 3-1. Hernandez scored early. Click, Hernandez and Calvin Phillips started that day with Alioski and Ailing on the bench of those who remain. Leicester's that team that I've seen us play more than any, I think, especially away. I think I've been to Leicester away like eight times or something stupid. Have you ever seen us win at Leicester? I have, yeah. Oh, did it involve an Adam Clayton belter? An absolute thunder bastard of a strike from Clayton. It was beautiful. Team news then. So uh, Marcelo confirmed in the uh, in his press conference that he has Liam Cooper available, but that he's not necessarily guaranteed to uh, start. So it, it gives an interesting headache so with Calvin Phillips still out for three to four weeks hopefully we've got we're in a situation where Pascal Stroik has started the last game come off after 20 minutes Jamie Shack's come in clicks move back there you've got a few options really what do you think he will go with tomorrow having his captain available I think Captain Cooper comes straight back in I think Aileen goes back to right back Dallas back to left back bit unfair on Elioski who I thought had a very good game but I think it'll be as you were with Cooper in and Aileen shoved back to the right Oh yeah, I thought you were dropping cock, but you're not. You're dropping. You're dropping Ali- Alioski. Oh, I'm not dropping him. I just think that's what's going to happen. Your captain, your talisman. You need him, don't you? There was rumor before the season started that cock was going to be cover for Phillips as well. So, do you take cock out of position, play him in that role that Strike's been playing? Nah, mate. 
Leave cock as he is. Yep. What would you do, James? At the end of the day, the players pick the captain, don't they? And they've picked Liam. They obviously want Liam Cooper on the field naturally. And if it does mean a sacrificial goat of Alioski, then that's that's the way it is, unfortunately. Because I think we looked really good having that balance on the left side with the left footers. So you dropped Dallas then? Oh, listen, this isn't a headache I have to answer, thankfully. <laughs> However, no, I'd drop Alioski probably for now. That's true to no fault of his own either. And he's a true, true squad player, isn't he? He's, he always steps up when called upon. He hasn't put a foot wrong last week. I saw an interesting fact on Twitter this week that all our forward players are left-footed. And it's not that it's necessarily... True. Who's not? Pablo Hernandez. Well, all the forwards that have come into the club since Marcelo came. So if you go Harrison, Costa, Rodrigo, Rafinha, Bamford, someone was amusing. They'd, they'd worked it out from FIFA. I wish I could credit you with this. So if you are listening, thanks for doing this, uh, noticing this. And it might be something that's said before, but... It gives teams something different to think about. It's like a Southpaw in boxing, isn't it? Yeah, we're a Southpaw team. So, been on Fox's talk this week. Had a little look. Is that all about yeah. biscuits? Is that that place in Batley? It's more about the little ginger doggy type things that walk around cities and rural areas. You, you, you've been drinking? <laughs> Not enough. Anyway, Fox's talk. I can't do a Leicester accent. What would you say a Leicester accent is? It's kind of southern. It's like Derby meets Brummy meets London, isn't it? Go on then. Leicester. <laughs> I'm that guy from Kasabian. Kasabian. Yeah, fair enough. That's exactly it. Anyway, this guy said that he's super curious as to what Brendan does for this game. Leeds are a very good team and Bielsa's a world-class coach. On paper, lining up with five at the back against Leeds sounds cowardly, but honestly, on paper, there are so many reasons to do it. Leeds commit many players forward and leave space in behind their fullbacks, which is asking to be exploited by Barnes, Vardy and Under. There was a massive discussion on here about, well, it got into the fact that Leeds aren't very good, but they've got a good coach. Um, Leeds are really leaky at the back although we've only conceded one goal more than they have and the majority of them were in the first two games uh Leeds fans are arrogant and entitled yeah fine with that what do you think about this game I don't get that how do you define they're not a good team they've just got a good manager like what does that even mean it's like well we're, we are a good team because <laughs> we're because <play> <laughs> we're playing well yes we have got a good manager what, what does it mean it means that individually you wouldn't swap any of our players for any of theirs. But it's a big ask for Leicester, isn't it, this season? This isn't playing Thursday, Sunday or Thursday, Monday. And last time they were in Europe on the back of winning the title, they didn't do a great deal of squad rotation where it looks as though they are doing under Brendan Rodgers. This is one of the things that they're talking about, that they're trying to cope with the rigour of the games. They've got another game on Thursday when they play Wolves next week and they've got two games before they play Wolves and it's Wolves' next game so do you think that could come into play at all? Nah you've just got to focus on your next game one at a time haven't you? Doesn't really matter it's not our problem don't care but We've had 10 days to prepare for this they've had they've had four with a trip back from Athens so will that affect the game? No, nah, the professionals are get paid enough I'd love to go to Greece. James what do you think? Yeah I think it, it will affect them because they haven't had as much preparation time but equally, we've had a long time to bask in the glory of Villa and you just hope that they're in the right mindset for this game because it's going to be really tough. Brendan Rodgers is a very good manager and they have got very good players. And yeah, we'll be put to the test tomorrow. I think it'll be a really, really tricky game. It's that old adage, isn't it? You can only beat what's put in front of you. 
can't you? Don't matter if they're tired or 100% flying fit with a decent bit of squad depth. All we can do is go out and play whether they put out on the park. Well, thanks as always to Joe Bedford from Twitter for providing us with the referee details. She says that Monday night's referee will be Andre Mariner. She said, not sure if it's a bad omen, but Birmingham-born Mariner is a Villa fan. So let's hope he isn't still upset. That definitely is a bad omen. She said, we've already lost the majority of games he's refereed. The last one was the EFL Cup quarterfinal in November 2016, a game we lost 2-0 away to Liverpool. The game that we should have won with Roof and Sacco, yeah? Yeah, very much so. This is probably... The only good thing I've enjoyed about lockdown football and not being able to watch it is getting a programme sent to my house before the game. It's brilliant. From the boardroom, Angus Kinnear is, is fantastic and there's always one brilliant takeaway from it. I'll read you this. Pizza. So he's talking about the Villa game. He said, the only lament that we all shared with the expert pundits was that the scoreline could have been more unequivocal if Patrick Bamford was good enough to play in the Premier League. Wow. He's a he's a wordsmith, is Angus Kinnear, and he's so right. And I know we uh, talked about it in depth last week, but good old Patrick Bamford. I saw a Premier League Twitter account celebrating the fact that Harry Kane had reached six um, from his games. He's reached six in, six in seven. Why don't you celebrate Pat? Patrick Bamford reaching six in six. That's a fair point. I think he's set a really high mark, a really high benchmark so far. So obviously we're all looking forward to him uh, continuing it. In that vein, Andy, tough game tomorrow or or one that you see as winning? What's your prediction? They're all tough, aren't they, in this league? That's such a bloody cliche. But on the pod the other night after the Villa game, I think I said I was surprised. I was surprised how good we are. So... Every game that I go into feeling a bit nervous, I probably should be feeling a bit more confident in the boys and what we can do. But we probably are due, at some point, a disappointing performance. Now, was that Wolves? I'm not sure, because we probably outplayed them, but that's standard leads. But I think we'll do well tomorrow night. I think that we will keep upsetting people. I think we'll win 2-0. And James? I think we'll continue to play the swashbuckling football that Leeds United plays. My only worry is that counter-attack and they do have uh, you know very quick players up there even an aging Jamie Vardy is still something to be uh, to be concerned about yeah if we can stop that then I think then I think we'll do all right and I mean I've been way off of all these so far but I'm going to say 2-1 leads I think we can we can nick it I was thinking conservative and going 1-1 but I'm going to go 3-1 go on and I realized that I predicted this the other Monday against Wolves and was sadly off I can see it being a similar kind of game it's tricky and actually it was something that Calvin said the other night about um, actually when we go away they like it because the teams open up a bit more and we can play out against them rather than the team sitting in and I think it's if Leicester come and sit deep it'll be shown as a great respect in other words it's, it's shown as a great respect if they don't I suppose because it's shown that they feel that they can come and impress the game upon us and we will feel more confident if they try and do that if we go toe-to-toe with them so yeah it's just another exciting game under previous regimes you you could turn up and if we played well it was by chance it was you know you got a good game in a few weeks because it all clicked whereas at the moment you turn up and regardless of the result you know what you're going to see after the Wolves game the scoreline was disappointing but we didn't play badly I think probably the game that we've played one of the most 
poor is the second half against Fulham or something. Even in that game, we played well. So it's that was a defensive thing. So it's we know we're going to turn up. We know we're going to enjoy it. We've just got to hope that we do enough and, and show some of these doubters that we're decent at the back and we don't leave that much space in behind. Let's see. What's your final word before the game? Out Fox. Why have you gone for that? Well, it's so bloody obvious, isn't it? But we want to outfox the Foxes. Like I said before, if we can somehow manage to keep high up the field and play our usual game, but not fall victim to the, the counter-attack, then we'll, we'll outfox these. 2-1. Come on, Leeds. Andy? United. After our little chat with Calvin the other night, it just really shows how united the whole club and city are at the moment. And I feel that with us being as one unit, just going and being a bit of a juggernaut, it'll be unstoppable if we keep going like this. So, United. It's funny that you've said United and you've harked back to Calvin. I know we're talking about it a lot, but every t- I, th- I think about the Calvin Phillips interview a lot because there's so many good nuggets in there. And one of the things I took away from it was when he when he said, you know, I, I just sort of float around and I'm friends with everyone. It's That is such a positive thing if you think about it. Like on the pitch, he is the glue that glues us together that, in that CDM role. But I think socially he probably glues a lot of us together, a lot of the team together as well. And, and you find that actually... He is, he's important to the system, but he's, in, he's so important to the big picture of Leeds United as well. I'm going to go with concentrate because I think it's going to be a mammoth effort again tomorrow where we're really required to keep that concentration level up. But we're going to need it for the full 90 and then some because of the way that Leicester play and because of the way they played against Manchester City because they hit him for five and Pep wasn't happy because he said that they dominated a game. Um, but the scoreline says otherwise. So join us after the game where we'll pick it all apart. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So we're back and it was Leeds United 1, Leicester City 4. Wasn't what we predicted. It was bloody harsh. Uh, no, do you know what? Nah, I'm not going to sit here and be a bitch. We, we, got, <laughs> we got beaten, plain and simple. Do you know what happened today, Paul? What happened, Andrew? We got Leeds. You think? Yeah, I think they did a very good job on us. We, we were very disjointed. You can't give them two goals like that to start the game. And you could make excuses, say, no, we were missing players, but so are they. So are they. Uh, obviously, they've got a bit better squad depth than us, but we've got the best manager in the world. At the end of the day, this would be a very short podcast if we just nutshelled it into saying they played to their strengths, they nullified our strengths. Bit of a learning curve. Join us next time. Ba-doom, ba-doom. You can't start a game like that, though. But I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed that the, my word in the first half was concentration, and we've uh, slipped a ball into them. After, you know, if Bamford's got his eye on it, he should be scoring after a minute and a half. And they haven't even finished the replay unless they're a rolling the ball into the empty net. So, so easy to say it, but it's real fine margins tonight. I know the score, the score line doesn't show it, but it's real fine margins. You can, you can look at it both ways, can't you? I mean, our goal was somewhat fortuitous. Yeah. However, from that, we've then pressed and pressed and probably, I don't know, half an hour. And... Taking Pablo off, I'm not 
here to question Bielsa. However, damn, damn right you're not. However, I think Pablo was. It was a game where you needed Tyler Roberts. There's, there's been a few times this season where people would have said it's time that he's going to have to step up. There are people who think that Tyler Roberts is an important part of the squad, but equally people who wouldn't be too disappointed to see him go out on loan. I think our bench from looking super strong in the last game, when you take a couple of players out and you tweak things around it goes to looking like you don't have those game-changing options in the, in quite the same way it was a really strange game because i looked at the lineup and i was, I was disappointed as i'm sure you were that rodrigo wasn't kicking about and rafina wasn't on the bench and what have you but at half time i think that we were really lucky to go in just two nil down then at full time i think we're really unlucky to have lost four one even three when i thought we were lucky it's such a strange game football isn't it it really is. It really is. Yeah. All of those things are true. It's the game where there was a large part of it in that second half where I think we were, we were just that initial mistake away from a draw, really, and and felt like a draw was a totally fair result. But in the end, we were well beaten and we're going to have to learn from it because we've had two Monday night games against two teams that have come to play a certain way and they've done it. And they're beating us in, in that way. And there'll be many teams who can go for that this season. The conditions didn't help us, but they didn't help Leicester. And we've got to be better. And uh, some of it's experience. Some of it is to do with the, the partnerships and developing the partnership with Cock and Cooper. At the end of the day, we've got enough points on the board at the moment that we you can take a certain amount of lessons like that. But you don't want to be learning them every week. It's proper crap losing, isn't it? It's not the best. It's absolutely bloody awful. I hate losing. I, I can't remember the last time we got on a scoreline anyway, dicked. I know <laughs> that I know that we didn't get overly dicked. Well, we did get dicked in the first half, I suppose, didn't we? Well, yeah, that, that, I mean that first half is one of the hardest halves we've had to watch under Bielsa, really. If if Melier hadn't made that save from Barnes, it would have been uh, would have been catastrophic, wouldn't it? But then again, as we've said, fine margins. Dallas has scored a worldie. <laughs> Jokes. Pablo nearly did score a worldie for an equaliser. Um, I think we just, as I said earlier, we just showed a little bit of immaturity and a lack of strength and depth. Yeah, and that's what that's where we're at. I think again, it's another game where every game this season could have. They're all fine margins. It hasn't been games where a team has come out dominated ninety minutes got a certain result even the Villa game could have easily gone the other way so yeah I'm still loving it still enjoying it I'm not loving the result but the experience I just you know I wish I was there I got asked by you're pulling a face but I got asked is there any small part of you that is glad now that you don't you're not cold wet and got an hour before getting to bed and I thought no yeah you're right be fair because I don't think it would have been that score if we'd been there because crowds do influence games in certain ways. I'm not saying we wouldn't have won, we would have won or that we make a difference in that, but obviously things don't always pan out exactly the same way. How rubbish was that penalty at the end? It, it, the, the most annoying thing is there was like two phases of play to the give the bastard thing. What's the point in that? What's the point in that? It hadn't gone out. Ball hadn't gone out of play. So when it did, they went back, looked at the monitor, and he's gone, yeah, he's caught him. But I thought he'd look at it on that freeze frame and go, He's not in the box. And he doesn't land in the box. I don't think he was ever in the box. Penalty. But, you know, when you're 3-1 down and it's the last minute, it's, you don't need to really be disputing them. There's other times when that would cost you far more than it did at that point. I'd say what, we really missed Rodrigo today, didn't we? We did. We did very much so. But I've thought this over previous seasons when Pablo kind of 
can drift in and out of games. His influence isn't a constant one, but when he does turn it on, you know that he's worth having on the pitch. That's why you, you hook Jamie Shack as an inexperienced player that wasn't having an influence in the at half time. You don't do that to Pablo, but he's given Roberts a chance, and sadly, it's not worked out tonight. Who's impressed you tonight? Oh, for Leeds. Yeah, don't say, oh, under came on, he looked really good, he got an assist, Jamie Vardy's got his goal. No, 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 no. Um, I think there's, there's quite a few decent positives to take from Leeds. I think Perveda, again, looked dangerous. I think he did get a little bit pushed out. He lacked a bit of creativity. Again, I probably think when Pablo went off, I thought Ailing had a all right-ish game, apart from that dive. Not a fan of that. I love the Ailing flop, but that dive for the pen was a little bit naughty. Disappointed by Cock and Cooper together. They looked like they're not played, which is strange because they're our two best centre halves and they've played well together. So, like in previous games, you know what I mean? Again, I thought Melia did all right. He looked yeah. flapped, flapped a little bit. I think we just looked nervous tonight. I, I think we really were lacking that central midfielder just to hold it all together and not it the, the Phillips role, if you like. Yeah. I, th- I think if Forshaw had been available today, maybe we might have seen a little bit more composure in the middle, a bit more structure. I think we just lacked a bit of structure in the middle in the first half. We got bad for it. No, it's a steep, steep learning curve. But do you know what? What? I'm excited to see the response. The response wasn't bad last time, was it? Mate, I, I, I'm excited for every game this team play because you simply don't know what they're going to deliver. Again, I think if you probably look at the stats, it was fairly even, I'd imagine, uh, obviously apart from the scoreline. And I think we'll be all right. I, I, I love watching this team. Like they're exciting. They're, they're good. They're decent blokes. They're grafters. I can't die. Yeah, you're right. I can't wait for the next game. Just gone on BBC to check the stats, but it says uh, Leicester thrash leads. Ugh. What, are the, are the stats? No, on the stats, it was it was it pretty even Stevens. They've just taken... They've had more shots on target, similar amount of shots, and we've had all the possession. Ten corners. One thing you've got to remember as well, and I'm not, again, I don't want to sound like a bitch or making excuses. I've got two points here. One, Leicester won the league a few years ago. They're a decent side. They've got a very good manager. Yeah, agreed. So let's not get too downtrodden by that. Secondly, look how weird like the league is this year. Villa have got them beaten Liverpool 7-2, then lost the following two games. We and one of them's against us, and they beat Leicester the other week, and Leicester have come and pumped us. Go figure. Exactly, mate. It's 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 one of them. It's going to continue to be weird until we can ever get back into a ground. But can you give me a man of the match for pure effort and glimpses? Probably going to give it a click. Really, uh, I know. Obviously, it's giving away that penalty, but he played in like two or three positions, and he was everywhere. He, he left everything on the park, and he was frustrated. He was the one who I thought was trying to pull some strings and it just didn't work out for him, did it? So I've got to probably give it him. How about you? Stuart Dallas, for similar reasons, just the overall endeavour. When we get beat, you know Stuart Dallas is still having his 7 out of 10 rating, isn't he? He's still doing everything that Stuart Dallas does in every game. He's given us hope in that game for a long time in a game that looked pretty hopeless, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was bad either. I thought he had a decent game. I think it was a lucky to get booked. Yeah, yeah, that was just over-exuberance. I'm going to tell you my word first. Realistic. Got to be realistic. These things are going to happen. We're a newly promoted side. We've, we're playing against, as you say, an established Premier League team who won the league recently. They have experience all over the pitch. They've got a lot of flair. And, and they've done a job on us tonight. So let's be realistic. It's not going to happen every week. 
will have great games like Villa. I always say this, don't let the lows get you too low. You can go as high as you want with the highs, to be fair, but don't, just don't let the lows get you too low. It's football. What about you? I'm just going to go for blip. Uh, I think it was just a, a messy, confused performance that was put down to a blip. The passing was off. The positioning was off. We looked scared. We, we, the defence looked worried by Vardy and Barnes. I'm just going to put it down to a blip. I think I read somewhere on Twitter, it might have been from Philly or Adam Pope or one of the likes, you know what I mean? And it said, it's absolutely chucking it down here. You can tell it's bad because Pascal Strike's just gone to look out on the pitch, take a one step out, seeing it's absolutely chucking it down and walk straight back in. So it's it just one of them ones where even if a guy who's on bench can't be asked getting out and getting a bit wet, maybe you know that it's not going to be your night and it's just going to be one of them. Uh, but we go on, we go again, little blip, bump of the road. Next game, bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back at the weekend with another matchday podcast for the Crystal Palace fixture. If you haven't checked out our Calvin Phillips interview, that'll definitely pick you up. Go on out, listen to it again. I might go listen to it now. That'll make you smile. I'm not disappointed. I'm just, oh, it's just, it's crap losing. I am disappointed. Bollocks, I'm fuming. It's my job to kind of counterbalance that, isn't it? So let's just say we've got another game coming in a few days' time. We don't have to wait that long for it. We've played Monday, which sort of midweek in it. So we'll be back Saturday afternoon. Plenty of time to pick yourself up. How long's Rodrigo got to self-isolate for? Every time I kind of naturally end this, you just sweep in with random points that come into your head. I want him back for the Crystal Phallus game. Don't know. They obviously haven't stated the date that Rodrigo went into self-isolation, but I know he was doing media, so it sounded implied that it was today. Oh, um, swearing. But, and let's just hope that Rafinha's knocks not that bad. And uh, we'll go again on Saturday. See you next time. Network.